Hello and welcome back to Take 10 for Men, 10-minute conversations with inspiring men about how they manage their mental health. My name is Sophia Hatsis. I am the host of the show and today our guest is Malachi Watene Celestiak. Malachi fulfilled a lifelong dream of playing in the NRL when he laced up his boots for the Penrith Panthers alongside his brother, Dowen. Playing rugby league was a childhood dream and for four years he fulfilled that dream. But at age 29, he hung up the boots after a health scare that almost took his life. So what is life like when you have to step away from the game that you love? Malachi talks to me about what retirement from rugby league felt like, how he manages his mental health today, and how he wants to raise his son, Kai. I really hope you enjoy this conversation. Please remember to like, comment, subscribe, and leave a review so that more people can see it. But most importantly, enjoy the chat. Malachi, thank you so much for joining Take 10 for Men. We are 10-minute conversations with inspiring men about how they manage their mental health and support their mates. This is their first time meeting. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Um, You know, I I think it's great what you're doing and, um, you know, I feel honoured to be a part of it. I'm honoured to have you. And when I ask how you are, I'd love if you wouldn't mind rating that for me on a scale of one to 10. So if you were to think of one being the lowest of lows and 10 being the highest of highs, where do you feel like you would sit on that scale today? I'm a nine. Um, You know, at at the moment, things are going really, really well for me. Um, You know, I've got the business, I've got my family around me. Um, I think I'm one of the, you know, the lucky ones during these uh, lockdown times that, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to work from home, um, be able to still continue my business, um, still still have that financial support behind me. So everything's going good for me at the moment, um, and I'm just riding the wave while I can. And I want to talk to you a little bit about this year, because this year you announced your retirement at 29, and it came pretty suddenly. So you had acute kidney failure, and you spoke a little bit about how that decision was quite difficult but your family actually made that quite easy can you talk to me a little bit about what made you how it really felt making that decision to hang up the boots you know making that decision wasn't wasn't um, a light one Um, but I think as you said my family were the main reason Um, but you know I have this distinct memory of me being in the hospital bed and my kids you know crying and you know saying goodbye and that kind of left an impression on me and um, I think just speak to the surgeon how close I was to actually you know, passing on, I think that's what kind of hit me and thought, you know, you know, it's at the end of the game, it's a game of footy. It's something I do love, but my family are more important. So, you know, keeping them happy, being around and um, all of that kind of tops that list. And um, pretty much by the end of it and when I had to make the decision, uh, you know, it, it became easy. At the start, it was hard, but um, in the end, I was very happy and content with what I chose. How has retirement felt for you? Like how, I know you run your own business and you've got a beautiful family and support around you, but like, how has that been mentally for you? As I was saying, like I'm a nine out of 10 at the moment, um, but there's still those days where, you know, you kind of miss that team environment, uh, you know, every day from literally 6.30 in the morning to four in the afternoon, five in the afternoon, some days, you're surrounded by the boys, like you're surrounded by teammates, you're surrounded by, you know, that support, that continual connection with them. Um, I think that's probably the most hardest thing to kind of have, you know, have to deal with. But like you said, you know, I've been lucky that I've had my family. I've got the business that keeps me occupied and busy. But I remember when I first retired, I thought, you know, I'm not going to touch a business for two weeks. Just going to spend time with the family, kind of soak it all in. And then I'll pick it up after. 
And I remember the second day, um, I felt real um, lost, lost in a way, um, because you don't realize, you know, I'm used to going around and being a part of the team and doing all this type of stuff, you know, pretty like pretty much 24 seven. Um, so that second day, I kind of was sitting down thinking, geez, what do I do? <laughs> like, I, like, like, I don't know what's, what's next or what, what the next step is. So I ended up working on the business the third day. I went against what I said, but I did that and it kept me, it kept me busy. It kept my mind occupied um, as well as having the family around me and kind of having that balance. So, you know, I've been fortunate yet again to have something as soon as I retire to go straight into, to keep me busy, occupied, keep my mind working. What is that team culture feel like and what does it mean to you now that you're sort of out of the NRL because I'd imagine you'd still have contact with all the guys that you were training with they're pretty much like another family like another network of family and support there because you know I was seeing the boys or my teammates and that more than I was my family and kids because you're always constantly you know at training around them you're traveling away for games um you're 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 pretty much more spending more time with them than your actual family so um, I guess you could call it, a, you know, your, your second family, your kind of um, second support network, um, all that type of stuff. So, yeah, it's very, very important. You know, culture, I guess, in any sport or team sport is definitely what, what breeds success. And, um, yeah, it's hard to explain what culture is, but it just feels right. How do you or how did you as an athlete make sure that you stay like mentally strong and, and mentally resilient, especially when you were losing? Um, yeah, so I remember my first year when I come back after I left Tigers and came to Panthers or back to Panthers. We didn't have a very successful year that year, and at the start it was um, pretty difficult. Like we, I, I think we had lost, I think eight out of our first eleven games or something like that. It was something pretty bad. But I just remember the feeling, um, you know, the the vibes and the positivity around the joint wasn't too high. I don't understand or like I don't really remember what switched because the second half of the year um, we 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 um, came good and we were you know we we kind of made up for the first half of the year but it was just the whole it wasn't a great feeling to be at training um, you know you weren't too happy because you're obviously losing you had the pressure of media and everything you know breathing down your neck but um, I just remember something switched and I can't exactly point out what, um, but then we won one game and then we won the next and it kind of just snowboarded after that. And I guess we had a lot of young boys at the time as well. So their, their youthful energy um, kind of, you know, brought that next spark um, into a few of us older older players. So that was refreshing and you could probably put that down to it as well. But yeah, it was, it was a different, um, it, it definitely was a troubling time. Like I've never felt so down with losing so many games um, and it's definitely hard to get out of that, but we did it as a team. Um, you know, we all worked towards getting better and, and uh, getting us out of the mess that we that we were in. And I want to get outside of the of the NRL now and and talk to you a little bit about family because family is really fundamental to you. And, and you've spoken a lot about you know what Dallin means to you and also what your kids and your beautiful wife mean to you. I really would love to know from you because your youngest is Kai. I would really love to know kind of how you want to raise Kai like what are the values that you want to instill in him to be a good man I want to have to be able to grow to be able to feel comfortable to be able to do whatever he wants you know it's not always you can't always force a kid to you know do something that I would like him to do um you know everyone always says to me uh, do you want him to play footy or do you want him to you know you know get get into footy early and I said no nah, not really I said I want to do whatever he feels happy to do I said whether that's soccer whether that's rugby league whether that's basketball who who knows, but I want him to be able to be his own person, be able to grow himself. And 
I think it's very, very important to allow your kids to be able to figure things out on their own and let them make the decisions and just be there for them to be able to give them consequences. So, you know, whether he's going to make a decision, you're going to say, well, Kai, this is, you know, this is what's going to happen. If it happens, this is the consequence of what's going to happen and let him choose for himself. And, you know, I'm a big believer on making mistakes. I think that's what helps people learn and grow. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life and, you know, I've learned so much from them. So creating that um, that space for him to be able to understand that failure isn't as scary and as, you know, as bad as what people think it is. I think, you know, you need to learn to be able to fail, to be able to learn and get better and become a better person, a better athlete or whatever he decides to be. So I'm very big on letting him grow himself and be able to make his own choices and um, do the things he wants to do in life. So, yeah, that's my 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 uh the way I like to parent my my son I'm sure like physical activity would be pretty fundamental to you because you've been such an active person you're an athlete but like what sort of strategies do you put in place every day to make sure that your mental health is good yeah I think taking time out um like as you said physical um you know I'm I'm used to being you know doing physical activity um and stuff like that and that's really helped me throughout my life so I'm very, I'm a very big believer on, you know, getting out of the house, walking, exercise, like as, something as small as walking, um, just to kind of get the body moving, um, you know, getting some fresh air. Um, I think that plays a big part of my mental, um, you know, trying to stay mentally strong as being out exercising, you know, physical activity. Um, I'm a big believer in that, but I'm also a big believer on having your own me time. So, you know, my me time at the moment is, you know, I watch a couple of episodes, you know, to myself and, you know, Britt, Britt, for example, will go and walk and, um, you know, do something just for her, just be able to have her me time, be able to, talk, you know, think, go through your own thoughts, family, family quality time. Like that's, that's a big, big point for me. Um, and even though I'll go for my own walk and my own exercise, we'll then take the kids over to the park, let them play, walk, um, get out. Um, and that brings also joy, joy to me. And that, that, that helps me um, strengthen my own, own self what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? And this can be footy related, mental health related, anything related. Can you tell me what the best piece of advice you've ever gotten is? Hard work beats talent when talent isn't willing to work hard. I think that's kind of stuck with me. Um, I don't remember, you know, how long ago I, I um, heard that, but that's kind of stuck with me. And, you know, I've applied that in my life and I know that it works for me personally. Um, you know, anything success comes with hard work whether you like it or not it comes with sacrifice yeah hard work beats talent I always sort of start the conversation with how are you on a scale of one to ten and I always like to finish our conversation in the same way which is about gratitude and I'd love if you could share what you're most grateful for today today I'm grateful that I get to come on here and be a part of uh, your podcast to be able to share you know messages that may help someone um that watches this uh that's what i'm grateful for i'm grateful for my family and i'm grateful for my business those are probably my two most grateful things that i feel every day <laughs> i'm gonna end that conversation there thank you so much for joining me and no in a pleasure to have you on thanks for having me i think it's great like i said earlier at the start um it's awesome what you're doing you know be able to share and help you know men's mental health because you know they are there obviously isn't enough of it, um, you know, so for you for you to be able to do that and share it um, is definitely important. You know, I'm a big believer on talking about, you know, your emotions and everything like that and, you know, getting stuff off your chest instead of keeping it, you know, suppressed. So what you're doing is amazing. It makes, you know, men feel comfortable about talking, you know, about their mental state and, and how they're feeling. So, 
No, you're doing awesome. Keep it up. Thank you, Legend. I really appreciate that and have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks, Sophie.